a business owner looking for real advice and input, you're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond, welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million, the other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Joel Johnson. Hi, good, Joel. Good afternoon, sir. I appreciate you sitting in for my colleague and business partner, Matt Watson. Now, welcome back. We are here for episode two of our digital strategy and digital marketing series. Episode two of 1,276. Yes, this is like the Empire Strikes Back. It's where it gets good. The first one was just setting up the storylines, right. giving a little bit of backstory, but now we get to get into like the real juice. Mm. digital marketing channels. I love the juice. I do too, man. And this is actually like, I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm way more excited to talk about this than like the basic overview. But what we're going to cover here is specifically what kind of digital marketing channels exist. Let's start there. And now, by the way, if we really did cover all of the different digital marketing channels that exist, this episode would have to be five hours long. If not longer. I mean, it's almost infinite. There are a few that are that you've heard of that are a pretty good place to start. Um, now, for those that are potentially tuning in to this episode without having heard the first part of the series, it is called Digital Strategy, in which Joel and I talk about. Yeah, got digital strategy, basic overview. Where do you start? Wow. What do you look at? What do you think about? We were smart with that messaging to name the digital strategy episode, digital strategy. It helps me remember. I know, agree. Now, speaking of digital strategy, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. That's the business I own with the guy that isn't you, but you work at it, right? That's you right. are the chief marketing officer I am. at Fullscale. Could you call me chief? Just Yeah, sure. I call Watson, Master Watson. So Chief Johnson. I like it that. It doesn't sound Just right. chief. No, just chief. Just chief. Yeah. And then also it sounds weird. So now with that, as I mentioned, you know, fullscale.io, we help you build software development teams quickly and affordably. We do actually have a quite robust marketing department within Fullscale. And as mentioned, Chief, uh, you are now in charge of that. So good luck and Godspeed. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And we can all have a moment of silence for Joel, who technically has to work with me, but I prefer to say works with me. Right. God, that's got to be challenging. You signed up for it too, which is which is odd. Now, in the process of signing up for that, you build yourself as a digital strategist. I do. Now, we don't have to go as as in, in as deep a detail as we did in in the first episode of this series, but you know, for those that might just be tuning in now, where's where's what's the background? Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, just kind of twenty three years, the last twenty three years, uh, working with marketing teams as as they transition from offline to online, a lot of graphic design, a lot of creative teamwork, uh, business owner, entrepreneur. I've told a lot of stories. Yeah, you're also the a, you're the creator of mixtape. I am. Yeah. Which, which was, we're business partners in as well. We are. Yeah. Check out Mixtape the app. And if you listen a lot, you'll know that I usually win Mixtape, which actually isn't true. It's not true. No, but I like to think of myself as a winner. I think if you're going to be a winner, you have to start by believing that yeah. you're a winner. Cast so, the vision. Yeah. A lot of golfers do that. If you talk to my wife, she'll tell you that, according to me, I'm great at everything. Well, sure. Yeah. 
positive mindset. If that's what we want to call it. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to digital marketing, as I previously mentioned, there are basically an unlimited amount of channels, meaning mediums or places in which you can advertise or do whatever it is that you do right yeah. now. This is on the surface, possibly straightforward in reality. <clears throat> it's not, it can be confusing. Yeah. So I'm going to just rattle off a quick list, which would be your website, social media, email, blogs, or maybe in some case, podcasting. Yeah. Okay. So those are, those are some of the basic categories and we're going to get into each of those. And now the sexy approach might be just dive right into social media channels. Yeah. But as you will soon find out by continuing to listen to this episode, your website is important. It is. Why? That's, because you got to drive this traffic somewhere, people. I mean, that's the first place yeah. people are going to go. Yeah. So what let's actually, you know, we were going to talk about like all this grandiose, great things you can do. What are some things about a website that just make you immediately go? Nope. Uh, for me being in the design field, I would say the way it looks, I can, I can gauge how, uh, how much money and thought and time and resources you've put into your, your front facing business page in about five seconds. It's amazing how many like leads I'll get for different things. And I'm like, wow, this company might be great. And I go to their website and I'm like, wait, I was just at your LinkedIn company page. You've got like 200 employees. How come you don't, how come your website sucks? Right. Like it, it are these real? And, and here's the thing is a confused mind almost always says no. Yeah. So confusion can come from a number of different things, but in this case, uh, and, and for those that are longtime listeners, I say this a lot, you got to look like you're in the business of whatever it is that you says that you're saying that you do. Right. And I don't care what size your business is. If your website's garbage, it doesn't matter how awesome your digital marketing is. You're going to be, you're going to have a leaky, leaky funnel. Don't go to a job interview in your robe. Done it. Wait, no, I haven't. Actually, we did have a guy show up to a job interview with slippers on, right. like, bed, like bedroom slippers, which by the way, it, this sounds weird, uh, was one of the reasons why I was like, we might want to hire this guy. Yes. We hire people that are like genius programmers. And I'll be honest with you, like if they should watch and I'll say, if they show up wearing a cape to the interview, you should probably just hire them right there. Cause in some of these cases, the weirder they are, the better they might be. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you yeah. don't have that luxury trying to capture your customer's attention. Though. No, no. So, all right. So with a website, there's a few things that I think are pretty key. Uh, you need to start by what, wherever it is that your visitor lands, uh, you need to pass a simple flashcard test. And why I say flashcard test, meaning if that person looks at it for like two or three seconds, what messaging are they going to come away with? And that's where when you're telling your brand story, you have to be able to do that quickly. Yeah. Like at full scale, build development teams quickly and affordably. Exactly. Boom. That's, that's, that's the tagline. Yeah. And if you can't take your brand's message and get it into one sentence, well, you need to stop and figure out how. It needs to make sense and it yeah. needs to be clearly communicated in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Now, also on a website, things that'll drive me nuts. Well, first off, it doesn't open quickly. Yeah. Done. I'm going to bounce. Right. Um, also, you know, just certain things like readability. Like, by the way, 
people don't want to read your 400 word essay. They don't. No, they don't. People don't want to read, man. Back to the flashcard. Right. You know, TLDR, too long, didn't read. Right. There are other channels yeah. where people yeah. do who want to uh, consume content in that way will be uh, an engaged audience, but on the Like homepage. the Wall Street Journal. Well, I just meant like, let's say blogs, for instance. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But even with blog marketing, you still need to... There's a headline for a reason. Yeah. And there are, and people don't, well, even when you're scrolling down those, people want to look for things like bulleted lists, headers, images, examples, testimonials. You can do this stuff very, in a very straightforward way. Um, another thing that annoys me about certain websites is if I have to go hunt within your site, how do I get a hold of you? Right. You know, like if your business revolves around people calling, you should have a sticky header that uh, no matter where you go, anywhere goes on the site, that phone number is right up top and I can click it and my phone is going to say, do you want to call? Clear message, what you do. Yeah. And if, and, and then yeah. following that, I would say, if I'm interested, then my next step is contact page. I hate obnoxious websites, things that are like, like bright yellow with black font. I'm like, unless you, unless you are a bumblebee farm or you sell honey. Don't do that. Right, right. Is that fair? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there are there are available tools that are affordable for any small business. You know, Squarespace <clears> is one um, where, where you can, if you're not an experienced graphic designer or don't have the resources to hire one, those things can help you walk you through building something that's presentable and professional. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to get too caught up in, in this part of it. But one final thing is with your site, you need to very quickly either define the benefits of what you're selling or offering and be prepared to answer a couple simple questions that might be common. Sure. A confused mind almost always says no. Yeah. So like there is something about your offering that confuses a lot of people. And if you talk to your users, your visitors, or even just letting people asking people for some feedback, mm -hmm. they'll tell you. Yeah. They'll tell you a good example is on Gigabook, which is one of the, the, software platforms I founded, we were getting all these questions about our subscription pricing. And I was like, okay, this is clearly confusing people. So if, if this many people are actually taking the time to ask how many people aren't and just bail. Right. And so we made a simple little calculator and I also made a video that explained how it worked. And the video was like 45 seconds. And that's for people that just don't know how to use a calculator, apparently. But at the moment those two things were on there, our number of signups increased and the questions related to billing basically disappeared. Yeah. Which told me we solved a problem. Right. It was very effective and it was straightforward. So, Another place, and you know, the last thing to think about that is, you know, you don't have to go get a focus group to do these things. Show the people inside your company. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of our website? Are we yeah. defining our message clearly? Are we doing these things on page one? By the way, when it comes to getting feedback, go find the, like the one person that I'm known for this. Like, <laughs> I'll just tell you. Yeah. And you know, I, I really have a lot of people that will ask my opinion and possibly they're seeking my advice because they know that. Yeah. And I do tell them that they ask, I'm like, okay, two rules. One, you can't get mad if I don't tell you what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And two, I'm not going to argue why you're right and I'm wrong after I give you my opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. It is what it is. But you find people that will be willing to do that. And because the yes, the yes people. Yeah. They're, oh, that looks cool. Oh, I just did that. I said, yeah, right. To, 
Never you mind. totally did. Yeah, man. You're yeah. Yeah. yes, yes, yeah, You're so yeah. Smart. Affirmative. <laughs> uh, any form of yes would be, but the the reason is is some people people don't like to often tell others what the problem might be. Now, I'm not going to like beat you up, but I get a lot of people that ask me questions about starting businesses, mm-hmm. and I'm just really transparent with them. I'll say, hey, you need to give some consideration to how long it's going to take you to generate one dollar in revenue. Because you and and people say goofy stuff. They're like, if I could only get ten percent of the market, I'm like, you're talking about like thirty million potential buyers. Like that's a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, how long is it going to take you to get three million users based on that form? A while, and a lot more money than you might have. And I did you a huge favor by not letting you learn that the hard way, which is dumping your money into a pit, which if you don't effectively plan and strategize which marketing channels you're going to use, you're going to do exactly what I just mentioned. You will. Drop your money down a pit. And by the way, it is bottomless. All Every single social media channel will take an unlimited amount of money from you. Happily. Yes. And by the way, some of them have tools that are, quote, there to help you, which, in my opinion, are there to help you spend more money. They are. Yeah. So, all right. So let's move on to the to the, to the the sexier part of this. And we're talking about digital marketing channels. So let's talk about social media, which is what comes to mind when people think about digital strategy. Probably the first thing. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, TikTok, Twitter. MySpace. M- that's I you can find me there. Yeah. Do you have a song on there? It's probably this wherever I left. I'm you know what? <laughs> yeah, what I'm I mean. gonna go look for my old MySpace page from like two thousand seven. We let's start the next episode with that song. So you have other things too. We mentioned things like the podcast apps, Spotify. Which we, which are increasing their their dude, ability it's just to advertise everywhere. as well. Yeah. Then past that you have digital marketing inside other platforms. Oh, whoa, it's wait, this is getting complex. So like, wait, other people's websites, other people's podcasts, other people's blogs, social media influencers, like, ah, where do I start? Right. Okay. Let's start simple. Okay. Let's start simple. So in the first episode, we talk about creating some definition around where your user is. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, get a basic idea about that. And begin to identify one of these channels. Now, I, I learned pretty quickly that it's easy to put social media content out that makes people say, so what? Or and then. Yeah. And they don't care. And what? That, that's what most people do. You know, they, they put something up. It's not compelling. It doesn't do any. It doesn't offer me any tips. It doesn't give me any news. It doesn't. It's just doesn't another, help me alleviate my pain or a, frustration. Another worthless flow of information and data that I, is 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 taking up my day. It, well, the and so what right. is the is the response? So you got to be really, really, really brutal with yourself, and then and then and then yeah, you and don't then, need- and then and then and you know you're sitting there looking at that, and it's like okay, so what did you lead people to do? Now, I'll give, we're gonna, we've been using the podcast as an example. Our goal on the podcast is to help you be better at what you do. And the way to do that is to be brutal, brutally honest, transparent, and you got to sometimes admit, I got a lot to learn. So that's, that Always. needs to be the approach that you take with social media. Now, 
we also in the first episode of this series mentioned you got it, it's a it's a good idea to begin where you could generate some strength or potentially already have it yeah if you do not have any skill with video editing you don't have a reasonable camera which by the way is getting easier and easier because an iphone will do some pretty it record you in 4k it's making millions of people much better at photography and videography correct correct which is you may have what you need there mm-hmm. but if you don't have any plan and you don't have anything around it and you're just like hey look this is me talking and and now i'm gonna talk about the service that our business offers Ooh, exciting we sell ice cream mm. we have lots of flavors and i'm like doing this in december on a live stream. But Matt, I'm and, lactose intolerant. But we sell ice cream. But I'm still, why should I care? If you come to our store, we have ice cream. So what? Right. Yeah. So, and you know, that the thing is, is you have to find a way in a very noisy world to get someone's attention, you know, and, you know, with the ice cream store, uh, well, first off, plowing the, the bulk of your budget into a December campaign in Minnesota, maybe not the right approach. No. However, if you're in Houston and it's in June, are you hot? Let us help. Yeah. And then a picture of a dripping ice cream cone. Sure. On on your social media ad. So you don't that's it. You don't need an yeah. FBI profile on your customer or when it's a good time to talk about certain things. Just using basic logic and some simple planning, you can define that and and get a better engagement on the audience that you want to talk to. So, so there's a few things that'll help you avoid that. So what, and then category, you know, one of those is, is sometimes, all right. So regardless of, uh, if you have managed to already gain traction in your business, you have clients, users, people that buy your products, stuff like that. Well, a good place to start is updates. Yeah. Like, Hey, we realized that we needed to do better. So now we offer this. And that's an actual reason. Like, what is your reason for posting? What is your reason for being here, sir? And that's a good reason. It is. So typically when you create a product improvement, you make some kind of upgrade to your services, you have an added set of benefits, an improved sense of value. That's something that people are interested in hearing about. Yeah. The transparency is also, is also um, it's endearing to a yeah. customer who follows you or someone who's listening to you or, or using your product. Hey, we realized that we, we needed to update this. So we did. And we want to tell you about it because it's going to add more value. Yeah. Or, and that accomplishes multiple things because you could also have a whole tranche of buyers. There you go. There's a fancy word tranche. What, what's that mean? Uh, it, la- layers, levels um, of, of users that might not have purchased before, but now with this new product update or, or, you know, this improvement or, oh, well, that's the reason I didn't buy before. It implies that you're moving forward, yeah. that you're evolving. Kind of like the new iPhone, because I needed three cameras, not one. Yeah, I haven't even gotten into that yet. I'll be honest with you. That I that really intrigues me, though, because I go to a lot of events where I would have loved to have a wide-angle lens, but didn't. Sure. And like th- that simple thing right there, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that that's better. It is. It's improved. It yeah. also is better, though, because the execution is it's a quality execution. There yeah. was probably a wide angle lens on some random phone comp- that some ma- company There probably made. is a wide angle lens on the phone that I have, but they maybe Apple didn't do a very good job of selling that up. Right. Apple is a very good 
is a very good example of companies that do an effective job at remarketing the same kind of shit. I mean, they do like, by the way, I still have my iPhone from over two years ago. It works just fine. Yeah, me too. I mean, it is what it is. I could go buy a new one, but I'm intrigued. I paid attention. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Another thing that'll keep you out of the and then so what category are success stories, testimonials. Mm, definitely. Just meaning like, hey, I use this product and it helped me do this. It's a storytelling play. Yeah. Well, it's not a play. I just, you know, it's it. People that are associated or spending money with you, they want to know what's going on. People yeah. are fascinated. We're built to listen to stories and be curious about stories, startup yeah. stories, yeah. success stories, the evolution of a product story. You know, these are things uh, saving time, saving money. Uh, you can't put a price on peace of mind. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So I've used Gigabook as an example. When I first founded Gigabook and we started building and I, because I'm kind of a nut about general efficiency in a business, I thought everyone would be. And you then are? I, I, yeah, I very quickly realized, wow, most people don't care what they want is peace of mind. They don't want to answer the phone. They don't want to talk to their users. They want to be able to not be chained to the ringing phone and the appointment book. And once they can automate that, like, wow. So what did our benefits say? Take appointments 24 hours a day. Unchain yourself from your business. That was a, that's a great statement right there. Because if you own a small business, you invariably feel this shit. If you own any business, you feel chained to it. Uh, yeah, there is no, there is no eight hour work day. No, I like to say the internet never closes. And so though that approach isn't like take appointments online, boring. And then right. get your life back. Are you tired of asking when someone's available? Don't be that person. You know, like, yeah. I mean, and, and I've watched that. I mean, pretty much anyone and everyone that I know at this point, whether it's Gigabook or something else uses an appointment booking link. Yeah. And I hate you if you don't. But I think that's, I think you highlight a good point though, is that that slogan, that tagline, that's a very important part yeah. of this defining that one sentence, get your life back, get your life back. Make more money. Spend more time not taking appointments. Sell more, spend less. Whoa, that's possible. Right. All right. So another thing that, um, you know, in, in Congress with client stories is if you can, you know, there are a lot of really modern and easy ways to highlight success stories that are associated with whatever it is that you're marketing. Right. Agree. And, you know, uh, while the term white papers don't normally get people excited, there's a there's people that are really going to look at that kind of stuff. It depends on what they're using it for. Sure. Um, I wouldn't read a white paper about why this vacuum is better than the other. Uh, I, actually, I would. I, I get that you would, but uh, it's not my style. That's fine. Right. And but so as we mentioned, defining who your who your buyers and customers are, you also need to give some credence to the fact in your presentation. You have type A and type B personalities to be the, the most simplistic. I'm easily type A. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't read. I'm not going to read all the crap. Like, just tell me, what does this do? What's right. the benefit? <laughs> I will 100% agree with that. Yeah. And, but, but you will probably read the specs. Yes. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> a great example is when I went to Best Buy a few years ago to buy a camera. And why was I there? Because my wife had been complaining that all of our pictures that we just take with our phone kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. So I went in and I'm sitting there and some, you know, 
probably high school age kids. Megapixels? He's going down the features list. He's like, this has got like a dual image mirror and a processing chip. And I literally said, will this take really great pictures of my kids on Christmas? He goes, yeah, actually, well, okay, I'll take it. Nice. That's all I cared about. Best, easiest Does this sell take really had. great pictures? Like, okay, cool. I'm in. And I, I mean, I, it was within the price range that I wanted and it seemed like it needed to do what it needed to do, but you can lose a lot of people by yeah. boring them I also think with all it, the crap. Now he needs to look at his customer, right? He's not, mm-hmm. he's not working in the camera store of Kansas city. He's working in Best Buy. Yeah. So simple questions will help determine what mm-hmm. type of approach he needs to take to sell you that camera. Yeah. What are you going to use this for? I just need something that will take pictures of my kids on Christmas and my wife will be happy. Cool. Yeah. This will do that. Awesome. Thanks. Gone. Boom. Done. Just with the simple questions. Yeah. Now the type B buyer wants to know the details. Uh-huh. They have two different approaches. You just don't sh- shove the same message at everyone. Right. You know, an, a, a, an additional thing that will keep you out of the and then so what category are actual instruction videos. Like here's a demonstration. And this is where you, your phone in your pocket and a $15 tripod can quite honestly make a hell of a lot of progress for you and your business if, if it's early. You're talking about elevating the quality. There's a lot of things that aren't easily explained with the still image. I agree. I mean, they're not. Yeah. And you can... The great part about all the noise that's on social media is the expectation level for overall production mm-hmm. is at an all-time low. Right. Meaning you don't need like a million-dollar budget and a film crew and a director to make a simple video about how this works. Yeah. There's just literally shit all over YouTube that is like just li- – YouTube is littered with that level of quality of stuff. And, and it still looks clear. It sounds clear, which, by the way, are important. Yeah. Don't have crap audio and video quality because you'll lose people right away and you won't look like your, you won't look like you know what you're doing. Don't have your laundry in the background. Right. Or a Chewbacca mask like we'd have in our building well, a successful software I mean, that team. That might pique people's curiosity. It is true. But it, it, well that's actually a good example on the Startup Hustle YouTube channel. I did like a five minute uh, video. It's just me standing there. It was a one take kind of thing. And I spent five minutes talking about some of the approaches that our that client our full scale clients are using to find success with building a development team. It wasn't scripted. Mm-hmm. It was just a quick explainer. It took five minutes. We recorded it with the same camera that I bought to take pictures of my kids with. So the quality's high. The quality was high and it came out well and it's it's informative. Um, there's a level of legitimacy and reality and authenticity that can exist in these kind of videos that, that you know, it, it it is acceptable. It is. To viewers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like it goes back to the endearing thing. Like I, I want to know who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at a new business that, you know, you, I can picture you as some type of a Ferrari driving corporate executive, or I can see that you're the CEO of a company. You're not perfect. Everything isn't always polished and perfect. I think that's where you lose some people is it's just like, this just it kind of feels scammy. Well, and that relatability is important. And that's actually something we aim for at full scale is, and that's why I make videos like that. I'm like, Hey, look, this is me. Yeah. Like they're literally as, and I mentioned that video there, we have a Chewbacca mask. That's like kind of like sitting on a stand. It's just been in the corner for like two years. Yeah. 
I don't even can't remember. I straightened like, the hat out. My kid put it on. That's the last time it was worn. Yeah. But you can see it in the background. It's just kind of funny. Right. It's like, but that was, I mean, that's us, you know, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not wearing a suit or doing anything fancy. Like I actually pride myself on being a pretty casual dude. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but that it, there's another video too, where I actually do a, a quick tour of the startup hustle studio. Right. And that's, that's, I mean, it's not viral by any means, but it's received hundreds of views. And I just thought that it would be a fun authentic way to show people like, Hey, this is what's going on yeah. for what you don't see let or me into, what you don't hear. Yeah. Let me into that world a little bit. And some of that I put out cause so many people ask about creating a podcast that it, you know, there's, it's like, wow, well, look, this is what we do. They're like, what do you use to record that? Do you, did you spend a gazillion dollars? No, actually the, by the way, the first 50 episodes of this were recorded with a $200 Yeti microphone that was stuck on top of a mic stand that I already owned. And we kind of kumbaya style all sat in a circle around it. Oh, nice. And it, you know, and sometimes you'd be like, Hey, when you, when you decide to talk, lean towards the mic a little bit, cause it'll sound a little better. Was it the, the snowball? No, okay. no, it's the blue. It's the called the, the blue yeah, Yeti. no, it's the, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. like 200 bucks, but, but it was, it, but it was an easy place to get started and then literally use garage band which was already on my Mac. Yeah, it's great. And, and with that, um, now I had a little background doing that, some of that stuff, meaning just like basic editing, but didn't, you know, hey, you ask Google. Right. Okay, so, you know, with social media and a lot of different stuff, these different channels uh, will tell your story a little different. Like, for example, Fullscale does not have a Pinterest page. You might want to have one if you sell a product or do crafts or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, does I find it a good place for inspiration, um, but again, is that when you're decorating? Uh, no, sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> is sometimes. it when you're doing arts and crafts? <laughs> it's, no, it's the decorating ideas. Sure, I like to. Think I threw Joel off a little bit there, and architecture-based decorating. Sure, sure, it was. <laughs> Valentine's Day is is has just occurred. And it, Joel was really looking how to the best use of doilies. I've been known to hand make my own Valentine's Day cards. So, so in a continuance of, of channel definition, so LinkedIn, um, professional, it's professional. It uh, is. There, there are quite a few B two C things that could go like be advertised on LinkedIn effectively, but really B two B. Yeah, is a, a great example. Um, it's a place you can post content and you can let a lot of people know about you. It's also something much like your website. You should keep updated. Yeah, there's think... some there's some some simple things. But like on my own LinkedIn, I actually made a video that introduces myself. Mm, good idea. It just says, "Hey, you know, like this is this is me. This is what I do." Yeah, and and it says a little bit about me. Um, you know, if you're considering, if you sell B2B stuff and you have a LinkedIn page that doesn't have a picture of you on it and whatever, that's just like a shitty website. It is. It is. And I think, you know, even when you're talking about using LinkedIn as a way to network and, and advertise, perhaps yeah. tread lightly in the beginning. Sure. You sure. know, yeah, it, be, make sure that you're, you're, you're being appropriate. It's I, a I, completely different hustle than something like Facebook. For sure. You know, like, and, you know, we mentioned in the first part of the series, which by the way, it's called digital strategy. You know, the, the picture of you catching that big mouth bass when you're holding a Coors in the other hand, it's not for LinkedIn, man. Right. Put that on Facebook, maybe on the gram, not on your company's gram. Not. 
but on that. yeah, so, you know, talking about, so LinkedIn, um, it, the thing I like about LinkedIn is the ability to message people, but uh, there are also that same ability to message people also annoys the shit out of me. Yep. Um, I'm going to give you a tip when it comes to marketing on LinkedIn is the moment that you make a connection with someone is not the right time to send them a super long message and ask them to do something. I agree. That shit annoys me. I will, I just remove the connection. I'm like, so now I see what you, so you immediately connected with me Mm -hmm. to then spam me. Yeah. With this. Tread lightly. I like to reach out with the, just, Hey, it was really nice to meet you. Um, would you I mean, mind even if that, I'll even let, I'll even just let it season. Well, sure. Like if I literally accept your connection request and within an hour I get some freaking way too long message that's, right. you know, like clearly just like copy and paste it in there. I'm like, cool. Thanks. You're right. wasting my shit. I, I got would... connected to 23,000 people on LinkedIn. So there's a lot of people that have the ability to send me unwanted messaging. Right. You can only have 30,000 connections there. So I'm at the point now where I'm really starting to kind of thin it out. Yeah. I've done the same. Yeah. But LinkedIn can be really effective if done well. Um, All right. So obviously the Facebook. The Facebook. Now, man, oh, where to start here? You know, there's been a lot of, okay. Facebook is intended to be you. It's intended to be personal Mm -hmm. and a lot of people get on there and they want to talk about religion, sex, politics, stuff like that. And don't, if you want to use that for business marketing, don't make, don't connect to people you want to do business with on Facebook. Cause if you're there talking about Trump or talking about Obama or doing whatever, here's the likelihood you're going to piss someone off. Definitely. You are, you're going to piss someone off and, and the, and the likelihood that people have the same views as you do when it comes to religion or politics is very, very unlikely. Um, now some people are finicky about it and some people aren't, I, you know, but you can really fuck a lot of shit up for yourself on Facebook in a hurry. And, you know, if you're, and, and look, I'm not saying don't say what you want to say, But if you're vocal about specific opinions, positions, you know, we're here in an election year, Mm -hmm. like, dude, you're going to probably alienate some people. And if those are, and if you're trying, you know, so I don't really get involved in a lot of that. I don't personally, I just don't really like the topics of religion and politics. Yeah, I know. Because they usually end up in some heated something. And I'm like, oh, great. Now Joel's going to walk away from this and he thinks this about me. Right. And if you think that that doesn't matter when it comes to building your business, you're wrong. Yeah. Rarely is there a resolution that's positive for anyone. Who, who was it? The Jimmy John's guy that like had a picture of him, like with an elephant that he just shot. Oh, someone. Well, I don't know if it was Jimmy John or someone. And dude, you want to, I mean, okay. If you want to go viral for that. And by the way, people quit eating there. I guarantee it because of that. Mm-hmm. And that you got to be careful with, with what you do with that. All right. YouTube. Um, YouTube is a mystery to a lot of people. Um, if you're going to make a video, I need you to add value. I do. I need you to offer something of value or I'm not going to watch. There's just so much content in there. Yeah, there is any, any, you know, that I, w- I, I would, uh, I would think that as a, as a customer, I want to see a 30 second video on your website. If I'm interested, I, w- I might go watch a five-minute video yes. on YouTube, but it's not <clears throat> going to be the other way around. So a couple simple tips on YouTube. Do not make your intro too long, which honestly, if you're watching that Startup Hustle YouTube channel, 
we probably should not do our 30 second intro, but Mm -hmm. we do part of which kind of shows you who we are in the studio and stuff like that. That said, you will lose a lot of people. You got to get right to the point. You get five, you have three to five seconds. Yeah. Or they're gone. Right. They're gone. And if you think you're going to monetize your YouTube channel with your value added content, you better have a hell of a lot of people watching. Yeah. Or a lot of uh, 13 year old gamers. Yeah. But if you understand your channel, then, then you understand your channel. Like you can reach a lot of people effectively. Um, it, the ability to create video and edit it and appropriately post it online is easier than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Take a couple minutes and figure it out, um, you know, or hire someone to do it with you. There are YouTube videos about how to post YouTube videos. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, a few years ago, I built a two-tiered deck on the back of my house, having never truly built something out of wood at that level. Okay. I did it all by watching YouTube videos. Sure. And did it effectively. Yeah. Um, and like Joel said, you can, there's a lot of great content out there with a lot of people that are going to give you tips, do your background before you dive into any of these channels. All right. So then the last, you have Instagram. Um, you know, some people are into the gram. Some people aren't. Kind of the new crowd favorite. Yeah. Well, I, the thing I like about Instagram is it's quick and to the point, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Hey, here's an image, but you know, and I don't want to get too far into it, but with Instagram less is more. I agree. Yeah. And I mentioned in the first episode of the series, one of the more, one of the most successful ad campaigns that I've run is, and some of you probably found this podcast is you saw an ad on Instagram that said a podcast for entrepreneurs it had the startup hustle logo and then the barely down in the corners, there's some money coming out. Everyone loves money. Yeah. But you know, the thing was, is straight into the point. So people, when they're on, you think about how people will use a channel Mm -hmm. and when you have someone, if you're asking someone to watch a video, that's different. That requires time. It requires focus. You're asking them to give something else up. All right. When it comes to Instagram, like people are scrolling really quickly. So if you don't, get your point across quickly and effectively you're just you're just gonna pass right on by you gotta capture them quickly yeah. okay so we this the social media part was a little long but that's where most people are thinking when they think digital marketing channels but mm-hmm. how about an email man oh email yeah it's kind of like the it's old you have mail writing well, i kind of sounded letters. that sounded you have mail is that what it sounded like yeah why don't I have an effect for that? Oh, because we, we didn't plan ahead. We haven't, we haven't done it yet. Uh, we will. Coming soon. More sound effects. Wait, we have one. You ready? You ready? Nice. Yes. Yeah, that's all I got. Other than some healthy hip hop songs from when Roy was in here. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we'll I heard we'll those. pass on those. Maybe not appropriate for what we're, we're looking at. Right. I mean, it's not that they're not appropriate. They're quite appropriate. They're, they're they are. For, for all ages. So email. Um, oh, wow. Where to start? It's a touchy one. Well, you know, but the thing is, is everyone gets email. They but do. But a lot of it's shit. Yeah. Now, I think that people overthink email. I don't want to read your long ass email. TLDR. Too long didn't read. Mm-hmm. But. TMI. It, it depends on on what you're coming from. If you have, you look, this is can be one of, if not the most effective way to market or remarket specific people. I think if you can find a solution that is being that is effective using email marketing, then you need to replicate that because you've found 
a golden arrow, so to speak. Yeah. So you can start really on a really simplistic level with something like MailChimp mm -hmm. and be able to quickly and easily structure emails that don't suck. Previously known as snail wimp, or, yeah, I learned. Good marketing. <laughs> or mail pimp, or I don't know. They have a whole bunch of them. I have to look that up. But you know that that's something that is so affordable and so easy. You got to reach back out to people. And we're talking now, Don't people will quickly mute your emails or just not care mm -hmm. if you're striking that and then so what? Like, why are you wasting my time making me look at this? But if you have important announcements, if you have offers, um, discounts, uh, improvements, something that adds value, an email is a very, very, very effective way. And why? Because if set up properly, you don't even need people to truly open it to potentially get the message. That's right. And I think, you know, that at the end of the email, if the value didn't match the length of words I had to read, then I will never answer any yeah. email from you again. Yeah. Now we're going to get more <clears throat> into the email part of stuff. Um, and the third part of this one, which by the way, is about digital marketing messaging. And I know we're breezing past a lot of this stuff, but I mean, the thing, if we're going to be real specific about the who, what, where, why, and when, yeah. and like, there's a different approach for the way you're delivering your message on YouTube, than email, than Instagram and stuff like that. All right. My next on the list is my tried and true favorite, like the fail safe, awesome blog. Ah, the blog. Oh, Joel, I'm going to, we, we have, we're always on a quest to be transparent and open. I have made an insane amount of money blogging. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've made literally made millions. I've successfully started three of my own blogs and written a total of three articles. See, that's why you, that's why you're not saying this. I, I mean, dude, I've been blogging for 10 years. Um, I, I have made easily made a couple million dollars doing it a whole lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, it started with affiliate type marketing. Um, but basically having a basic understanding about how that kind of marketing has worked, how it's changed, um, it's evolved. Google has gotten better at what they do. In my book, Million Dollar Bedroom, I get into a lot of that, including a really harsh penalty I got from Google back in like 2011. Yep, I read that. Oh, it was painful. But I, you know, and, you know, but, but still to this day, I am a successful blogger. Yeah. Uh, the full scale blog it got a couple hundred thousand visits mm -hmm. over the, in its first year. Yeah. I'm quickly seeing in its first value. year, man. And right. like you look at things like Google, the term offshore developers, that's kind of an important keyword it is. for one of the things we sell. Yeah. And we're number one. And there's a reason why. And that's because it's not just because you created an article about it. It's that you create something that meets some specific requirements that, by the way, really have not changed sure. over time and that you offer something of some value and length. Yeah. And, and that's that's what matters. And we're going to we're going to get into more of that in episode three here. But, you know, if you have given up on, quote, blog content marketing because you published three articles and you're not crushing it. Well, that's why. And thank you. By the way, I have the full scale blog has a couple hundred articles in it. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, there's, there's some things with the messaging that I'm, we will get into, but I will, uh, so master Watson, who's not with us here is a master at blog content marketing as well as Stackify gets about a million organic visits a month. Dude, what would that's insane? What would a million visits to your website every month at no charge per click do for your business? Now it was a two-year implementation process. It was digital strategy executed over a long. It's a long play. Yeah, that's and and also it's not only is it a long play. So Matt and I have different approaches. Matt has that long quality, deep value content. I like to refer to myself as a long tail marketer. Okay, so I I. I look for the little onesies, twosies and just scoop them up because they're, they're not even on the tree. They're the apples that are right there at your feet. And you're <laughs> like, wow, I can just pick these up and put them in a basket. And, um, you know, those, some trying, you know, engage in a mix mm-hmm. of different things, but in the blogs that we publish at full scale, we engage in omni-channel marketing because we put embeds to this podcast. Yeah. We put embeds from our YouTube videos. We do. We create infographics that make sense and we write content that doesn't suck. Yeah. The value of that is is paying off. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of value. And if you think that the reason that we rank high for these things is just because, no, that's why. Yeah, it is. You just have to put a little bit of thought behind it and, and you know, get into it. Now... The next thing on the list, the podcast. The podcast. Oh, the podcast. Uh, this is new to me. I'll be completely honest. But you know, before coming on board, mixtape, that was the second podcast I had ever been on. You know, the podcast is something that can be remarkably effective for your business. Um, don't don't begin to think that this is hard to do. Your computer has what you need to podcast. Mm-hmm. Notice I just said your computer. It doesn't even matter what. Right. We're using a platform called Zencaster to record this. It's 20 bucks a month and it helps our sound quality be awesome. It would allow phone-in guests if we wanted to do that. It lets us do fun shit like this. Nice. And really just spits out a file that's ready. Yeah. Now, the intro that you heard to this, I paid a guy 60 bucks on Fiverr.com to do the voiceover for that. And then because my computer already had at audio editing, yeah. GarageBand, right. I purchased a couple royalty-free media tracks, Yeah, put the dude's voice over it, and we're back. And we're back. And that's how that happened. Yeah. So my investment in this stuff was not expensive. Now, if you want to do a podcast, there are a few things. You need to make sure it doesn't sound like crap. The greatest way to get someone to tune out fast is have it sound like crap. Yeah, test it in your car. Uh, test it with your earbuds. Earbuds, car. The, the earbuds are the big thing because uh, the one thing that, about podcasts that are that makes them highly effective is a po- unlike YouTube, a podcast doesn't require you to give up doing something else. Right. Most people that are listening to podcasts are exercising, doing errands, or they're in their car. Mm-hmm. That trans. is that is over 50% of consumption. If you're listening to this, you probably are doing one of those three things. Now, I mentioned in, with YouTube, that re- oftentimes require watching, which means you have to give up something else to do it. Now, with a podcast, there are a few things that matter. 
you have you you have to be consistent. I think that's true with all of them, but with the, well, I definitely without agree. a doubt, without I, a doubt, all these things, success, and we'll, we're going to get into that when it comes to the execution and analysis, right. like what level of consistency, because by the way, you can be overly consistent and mm-hmm. just annoy people. Yes. So with the, the cool part about podcasts and, and I think that there, it's amazing because, you know, this huge segment of, of Americans and people all over the world, we've had listeners in 190 countries. Like, dude, what's the, what's the, where you're number one, what's that country? Are you, you're in, you're the top the United two? States. Almost the second other one. I don't know. Canada. It's like Zambia or something. No, like it's that. not. No, 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 <laughs> no. Occasionally I'll be, I actually, uh, God, it was, I looked at our analytics the other day and I was talking to my wife. I said, I just really am curious. Who's the one person <laughs> according to this in Botswana? Maybe that. Who it. are you? Like, are you on? Cause I picture you as being on safari, just kind of like rolling through the Serengeti, listening yeah. to startup hustle, which is probably not the case at all, I, but I appreciate so much of that. Now, the thing is, is, uh, you know, this, this simple podcast and it has given us the ability to be heard by mm-hmm. people all over the world. Hello. And thank you. Yeah. And that's the, the cool part of it. That's powerful. But the thing that really makes a lot of sense when it comes to doing podcasting at your business is people often meet with me or I get on the phone with them and I say they want, they're interested in what we do at full scale. I'm like, can I give you a little background and about what, and they're like, well, I've been listening to your podcast. I already feel like I know you, I, you know, just that kind of stuff. And that is like, if, if GI Joe used to say knowing is half the battle. Well, that in that case, it's like 90% because people can get a realistic update or idea of who you are yeah, what you have to say. And I think the goal of all of these channels is to, in, in, in the best way that they can do it, tell people who you are. Tell Without people. a doubt. Yeah. So, and you can do a lot of value added stuff. You know, the whole, the whole key is like, what's the benefit? What's the value? A podcast is a good, you know, where, um, certain things you need to like be in and out in a minute. Mm-hmm. That sounded weird. Well, certain things. Yeah. <laughs> as Matt reloads, <laughs> but there are things that you have to be really precise with. You know, the, a podcast is something like we're conversational. We have a very short list of notes that we want to talk about and pass that we're figuring it out on the way. And if I write them a kind of a long list, but that will change. Oh, you're getting it figured out. But you know, the thing is, is there's a couple simple things with the podcast is, well, first off, um, if you're going to launch a podcast, do not launch it with just one episode. I like that. You got to make like four. You're going to make a minimum of three, preferably five. You let them all out at once. Why? Because if you do happen to get someone interested in what they're doing and what you're doing, and you have one episode, you're just going to lose them. A calendar is always valuable with all of these channels. Get it, get ahead of yourself so that you can adjust and you have time and you're not doing anything under extreme pressure. Well, back to transparency. Part of the reason that we we pushed the recording of this four part series up is that I have to travel to our office in Cebu and I will be overseas for two weeks. And I, because I value consistency and quality, we put some planning behind it. We want it. We want to have a little backlog. You know, it takes a couple of weeks, sometimes a month for these things to come out, but that puts the, that takes the pressure off needing to hurry up and get something out, which invariably leads to shit. Yeah. And it also, for the listeners, you're still providing value. 
you know, yeah. you're the, the, I don't, the listener doesn't care that you have to go to Cebu. No, for, for no, no, no. But I like to think that our listeners do care that they're, they know that there's a new episode out four days a week that comes out at the same time every day, which right. is very, which there is an intent behind that. There and, is. And I get really cranky if for some reason that publication doesn't occur on time because yeah. I feel like I let people down. And, he, and even the fact that you can say that and someone can hear it is valuable. Well, but I do. And the thing is, is I realized that I didn't like ruin someone's day. <laughs> well, but at the same time, the, you know, anytime you choose one thing, you're choosing to give up something else. And if you're not there or it's not regular, people are going to forget about you. Let's just be realistic. Yeah. And now back to the whole social media thing, a podcast can also present a completely different angle when it comes to building the business and marketing, like I sit down with people all the time that are the kind of people that I'd like to do business with. Yeah. And it, and it helps. We have a reason we can unify in discussing a topic that's related to their business. And then oftentimes we hit stop on the record button. And their first question is tell me what you guys do at full scale. I'm interested. Yeah. It's a very uh, conversational networking. Yeah opportunity. And I know you don't look at it like that, but it is. Well, actually I do look at it like that. I, I mean, just it's, the... it's not the, it's, I do the podcast because I enjoy it. I actually feel that I grow professionally. And that's another thing <clears throat> is I learn stuff on the show all the time, man. If I can sit down with the smartest entrepreneurs and business leaders that I can find, and they're going to donate their time to doing this. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. I mean, I'm we're coming up on episode 300, man. If these things are an hour long, I spent 300 hours getting to the point where I might actually know what I'm doing soon. I'll be there. Ah, you get. I'll there. be you there. Get. You do though. The 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 thing I like about anything that you record, whether it's YouTube or anything else, is guess what? You can mess it up and just start over. Right. Yeah. Even even before coming on a full scale, being a podcast guest as a as a client or and an entrepreneur. Um, I felt like it was a great, it offered a lot of value to me Yeah, and the fact that you guys put in the work to do high quality and the things like that. I mean, that, that spoke a lot to me. It was, it was an opportunity for me, which was, which was valuable. Now I mentioned that we were at the end of the list and there really is one thing that like we grossly overlooked. How about Google ads? Google ads. Yeah. That's the math part of social media, I feel like. It's uh, it's not quite social media, but it is digital marketing. Right. And whether it's Google, Instagram, anything else, you're going to be paying per click or per impression. Um, you know, and I, and I don't want to say we forgot about it because it's going to be a big part of like the messaging and the execution part. And, you know, I just don't want people to think that we're like, oh, here's digital marketing and we forgot Google. Right. But. You know, the the reason we save that is there's a lot of analysis and messaging components to that part of it that are way more complex than creating a cool image and posting it on Instagram. Like I said, that's the that's the math part of my brain that's saying yeah. I, I don't know a lot about it. I'm kind of intimidated by it. I know that there's value, but I've I, got a lot of experience doing it. I'm not going to say that it's like what I've focused a ton of time on because I actually am not a big CPC guy. Um, I think that cost per click ads are like crack. Mm -hmm. um, not that I know this firsthand, but crack is known for being very expensive and leaving you wanting more. Yes. And that is the, in many ways going to define 
your marketing plan if it only relies on Google. Mm -hmm. So part of why that's not its own like main feature thing here is the other channels that we've talked about, you know, talking about just these standard social media channels, this, the byproduct of producing cool and reasonable content there is you can also build a following. You have subscribers, you have listeners, you have a, you have an, a, an email list of people that have registered and those become that you have to look at those things in, in and around your business as assets. Yeah. CPC, meaning the Google ad primarily, because it used to be Google, Yahoo and whatever. And now, by the way, all those other platforms just use Google's ad platform. But there's a whole science that goes into that. And that's one of the things I want to talk about in episode three that's related to the digital mess, uh, digital marketing messaging. And we're going to follow up a little bit with that in episode four, which talks about your execution and your analysis of those things. Because, by the way, being bad at the paid media side of things, oh, man, you want to talk about burning money? Yeah. Now, if you get really good at it, oh, dude, you can like, you can be like, I want to say Maverick and Goose, but Goose died in Top Gun. Right. But, so how about Maverick and Iceman? Yes. Both or, alive, well, you, still the top pilots. You can be as precise as a fighter pilot if you get really good at executing, at the message and the execution of all of these things. Yeah. Now, the same approach that you'll take with CPC ads similar to Google is going to carry over to Facebook, to Instagram, to YouTube and all that. In fact, some of those companies own each other. It is, it is, but you know, starting with organic growth will lead you to a place yes. where you can confidently spend money in your mm -hmm. execution phase. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drop golden jewels <laughs> in episodes three and four when okay. it comes to CPC. Yeah. Good. I mean, like the stuff that Google doesn't want to teach you because it's not in their best interest to do. Sure. And it's counterintuitive because people are all keyword, keyword, keyword. How about the negative keywords? Mm. I need to figure That's out how I'm... to get the hell out of the searches I don't want so I can be in more of the ones that I want. And the way all these things are set up is to let you spend a bunch of money figuring out what you don't want to be found for until you learn it. Right. So... I'm going to leave that cliffhanger. Are negative keywords like reverse psychology kind of? Possibly. You don't want to listen to the next episode. That No, wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By the way, a negative keyword is, uh, for example, um, if you looked up appointment booking as a keyword. Yeah. You, and you don't put a negative keyword for like DMV or driver's license test. Ah. then appointment booking DMV, you're going to come up first. You're going to have a shitload of people that are going to click it only to realize you're not the DMV and they are flushing your money down the toilet. And they are and there's more a, pissed because they still haven't got to the DMV line. Yeah. it's <laughs> And really the main thing is you're just wasting money. Yeah. And sometimes a lot of it. Right. Um, sometimes, the, you know, you look at the cost per click on certain keywords because some things are so specific and they – typically results in a sale from the first exposure. That's why being number one matters in those things. That's yep. why they're expensive. You can burn through an ungodly amount of money, not knowing what you're doing when it comes to the execution and the analysis of these things, which is what we're going to talk about in episodes three and four. We didn't forget about you, Google. So Google, if you're listening, 
Please and they are. Make us number one. <laughs> By the, do you know that Google indexes podcast content now? That doesn't surprise me. No, good for them. Yeah. And still no one listens on Google Play. Right. If you are the one person listening on Google Play, let it know. I'm kidding. Our analytics show that that is somewhat true. But anyway, I'm going to get back to uh, creating the messaging for episode three and, uh, and, and beginning to analyze your performance in, in the existing episodes. So will you say, will you come back and do the next, next couple episodes with me? Of still? course. I'd love to. I appreciate it. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of startup hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on startup hustle.